You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back in, everyone, to the Go247 podcast. I'm Glenn West, the senior writer here at the site. Uh, joined as always by Dylan Sanders, our contributing writer slash student slash recent or potential graduate here in the next couple months. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we, LSU um, opens up their uh, away schedule here in the SEC at Auburn this weekend. We got everything covered. I will be there in attendance in the flesh, uh, looking at uh, everything up close and personal on the field. So we'll have that coverage for you guys, and then Sunny. Uh, and Dylan will be hammering home, uh, you know, back back in the safety of their own homes here in Baton Rouge and uh, where Sonny lives in the, on the North Shore. So we'll have all that covered for you guys. We'll make sure to have a, a you know, wider range of, uh, of coverage. But before we get started here on some of our thoughts, uh, just wanted to remind you guys to, to continue hitting the like button on those YouTube videos. Um, you know, make sure you're subscribing wherever you get your podcasts from and Anything, any little thing like that really helps us out as we try to grow this thing out. So uh, with that, Dylan, uh, it's been a pretty hectic week for you, it sounds like. I mean, what's uh, what's what's your week been like? Tune yeah. Everybody in. Yeah. So just to give an update on myself, I'd, why it was a little bit lighter of a week for me on the site is uh, on Monday. Well, yeah, Monday heading to class, I got hit at a traffic stop and I'm fine. Uh, there was a couple of days of discomfort. Um, but by now I think I'm, I'm pretty much back to normal. Um, so now it's just a headache of having to deal with my car and get yeah. that fixed and go through insurance and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, it's been a lighter week for me. I've been resting. It's been, it's, it's been, it's been chill, but, uh, I'm, I'm back now and, uh, ready to talk about, uh, Auburn because yep. this game is always so much fun. Yeah, we, we touched on it a little bit in our last recap of the New Mexico game and kind of touched on Auburn a little bit uh, during that last pod. But we'll really dig into the weeds here, this team. Um, just some early thoughts from me. Um, like Dylan said, this is going to be a very entertaining matchup. It always seems like it is. Um, you know, LSU, just for whatever reason, has had some really uh, – crazy moments with this program with Auburn over the last several years. You know, they're currently on a little bit of a two game skid uh, as they go to Jordan Hare stadium to try to snap that. Uh, and obviously they lost a couple of years ago in a, a wipeout game, but uh, also lost last year at home um, with Bo Nix ran pretty much had a Johnny, Johnny Heisman kind of game against LSU last year. And uh, just talking with a couple of the players that were on the field last year, they, Certainly have that on the backs of their minds. Obviously, Bo Nix is no longer there, but they definitely want to right the ship with this one. And uh, I think you're going to see a very focused, a very determined defense, um, a defense that's riding a ton of momentum into this game, um, and a defense that I think should have some success against an Auburn offense that has been 
uh, just put it quite plainly, it's been putrid at times and it's been <laughs> hard to get going. Um, you know, they've, they're currently on their third quarterback and Robbie Ashford. It looks like he's going to draw the start. Uh, TJ Finley's not quite ready yet. Uh, from everything we've been seeing and hearing, uh, Zach Calzada obviously was a was a starter early in the year for the Auburn Tigers, and he's out for the year. So uh, they're going to stick with Robbie Ashford. It looks like he's a little bit more of a mobile quarterback. Um, but um, you know, uh, obviously this this offensive performance, I think, or this offensive team is going to be predicated on the run game and Tank Bigsby, which uh, LSU certainly has a, a full grasp of Tank. You know, he's a dynamic runner he's been a really really electric sec runner the last couple of years but tigers have done pretty well uh, against him the last couple of years just looking at some of his stats um you know against lsu in the last couple of years lsu's done a nice job uh, of scheming against him and it's going to be really really important i think for matt house's group um to to certainly uh, limit the running attack as much as possible um so uh, with that, you know, I think defense, you know, Dylan, uh, w- what are your thoughts, I guess, on LSU's defense and just the potential success they could have uh, against this Auburn offense this weekend? Yeah, um, as I as I put it uh, in uh, my three players article, go check that out if you want a little bit more in depth on some of these people. But this game's kind of weakness versus strength and weakness versus strength on both sides of the ball where the Auburn offense really is – atrocious um it's hard to watch really um and i have noticed the one thing that really tends to shut them down and it's not that shocker to say is teams have been able to shut down tank bigsby um we saw Mar- uh, uh, mercer and that game wasn't even a blowout but tank really did did run for uh 100 almost 150 yards against them uh, and he's not gotten close to that. And we've seen the offensive output really drop off. Um, so he should be the focus. Um, Robbie Ashford is kind of like, I don't know. We don't, he's not really reached what he could be. He could be super talented as of right now, though. I'd kind of say he's kind of like Jaden Daniels light. He's not going to be as fast. He doesn't have a, a, the strongest arm. So it goes both ways where both teams, uh, via who they are practicing with this week are going to be prepared for the quarterback and what they bring to the table. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, so, look, yeah, this, I'm sorry. Yeah. But I mean, just kind of building off of that a little bit, you know, this is not a passing offense that I think LSU has to worry much about, especially considering the way that their secondaries played in the last several weeks. Um, you know, you're, you're going to have Joe Fusha slide back in there with major burns, uh, out for the next several weeks, but getting Fusha or Fusha back into that lineup uh, is going to be really key for this secondary. Um, you know, Auburn comes into this game with only two passing touchdowns on the year. Do you want to take two. a guess of where out of 130 Auburn ranks in passing offense? Uh, in passing offense, I will say they are 118, 119, somewhere around there. Close. They're 103, but they're not that they're not okay. that I, far away from that range. <laughs> okay, I haven't. Um, uh, all right, but when yeah. you look at their strength of schedule, that's way below where they should be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, they got obliterated by Penn State a couple weeks ago. Had a really rough going against um, uh, San Diego, I believe it was a couple weeks ago as well. Um, San Jose, San Jose. Sorry, San Jose State. Um, and then obviously last week with Missouri, they kind of really fell into one there where they were able to win in the final seconds of that game. So, 
Um, yeah, this this is going to be really, I think, all about LSU's defensive ability uh, to shut down the run. Um, you know, Auburn doesn't really have a ton of um, you know offensive threats that I think could pose trouble for this secondary. They have a couple guys that have reached uh, double digits catches on the year, but uh, really nothing to be um, you know afraid of in terms of the, the passing offense. I think it's going to be a really really important game for the front seven and getting pressure. Uh, and just shutting down those running lanes, I think that's going to be the biggest uh, defensive uh, goal for this game. And I think uh, Matt House will certainly be pretty uh, pretty aggressive and dialing up some pressures because of how well that secondary is played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, it's I don't know. It's it's a big opportunity for for LSU. Um, the argument could definitely be made that they're already a top twenty five team in the country and that they should be ranked as such. Um, there's, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it's crazy to think that, like, by the Auburn game, they're like, oh, well, they should be ranked. But when you look at all of, like, the analytics, uh, the football the football power index, where they rank in statistics, LSU is already a top 20 team in most, in most of these, like, stats. So, like, beating an established team like Auburn that I know does not have the national relevance right now, just because despite being three and one, which is important, they found a way to win the games. Uh, they haven't looked good doing it, but they have won them. Um, so there is something to that. Uh, but even though they don't have the highest stock right now, beating a nationally, re- another nationally relevant brand uh, always helps your case. So like LSU should come in and win this one. Uh, so being able to do that would be huge for the national perception of this team. Yeah, and just kind of building on that, I think doing it on the road too is, is something mm-hmm. that I think is going to give a lot of uh, consideration for LSU being a top 25 team. And when you kind of look at what you know they did two weeks ago against Mississippi State, I mean, that was that, that's an elite offense that they're going to face this year. Um, but they were really able to shut down for most of that second half, uh, allow the offense to get back into it. Um, and, and I just think that the defense is just riding so much momentum right now. They got, they're getting so, so much consistent play from really all three levels. Um, I mean, when you hold a team to under a hundred yards in a game, uh, coming off of a, a, a game where you allow a, a Mississippi state team that was averaging, you know, close to 500 yards, uh, you know, in, in, in their offense and their total offense, a game, um, that that's something to really build on. And I think, uh, when you really look at LSU's defense, this is going to be a big game uh, for that front seven. I think it's going to be a, a game where an, a Jack, a Jaqueline Roy, uh, Makai Wingo, mm-hmm. um, you know, potentially a, a Mike Jones or a West Weeks or somebody like that can can make some big plays in the run game and, and keep Ashford from uh, evading the pocket. And because you know, I was talking to a couple people that cover Auburn, and they were telling me that Ashford does a really good job of getting out of the pocket, um, but he's still looking to throw. You know, he's not really looking mm-hmm. to run as a quarterback. He has that mobility to run, um, but once he gets out of the pocket, he he's really still looking to throw downfield. And so uh, the secondary is going to have to certainly keep their their eyes open on on what's going on uh, as, as things open up down the field. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I want to I yeah. give, give you two numbers, Glenn. Sure. 10-28 – in 1031 the difference between those two is, is those two numbers is three uh 1028 is the amount of yards allowed by georgia 
1031 is a is the amount of yards allowed by LSU this season. Yeah. Now think of the national perception of the two defenses and yeah. how everybody views going into them. It's night and day. People just assume Georgia has the best defense in the country. And you know, it's not like they've played crazy amounts of 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 team like the crazy difference in teams. I think their strength of schedules should be very similar. Um and Georgia has been helped out a lot more by their offense, mm-hmm. uh, which is another thing to point to. So LSU's defense is a lot better than people give it credit for. And this is just going to be a game where they have all, I believe they have all of the advantage in the world to really be able to shut them down because Makai Wingo kind of has been a revelation in run defense. He's been awesome. Yeah. A, a true mauler. Um, and it's arguable to this point that in terms of just run defense, he's brought more than maybe Mason Smith would have. I think Mason Smith is a, is definitely a more intimidating presence, draws more attention, uh, and is a better pass would be a better pass rusher. But it's hard to downplay the impact that Makai Wingo's had in the run game. No, I, I I agree completely. He 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 talked to us really before the season, or kind of when the when the news came out about Mason, how much he's been focusing in on the on the run game for him personally, and how much uh, he felt like he had advanced in that area. So. Uh, I, I definitely feel like I, I kind of echo those sentiments. And, yeah, I, I'm expecting a pretty dominant defensive performance this weekend from LSU, um, which kind of turns my attention to the offense and just what do we want to see um, out of this LSU offense. And I think for me, the biggest thing um, when you're going into a road environment like Auburn to a program where you haven't had a ton of success on the road against that team one of the things you absolutely have to do is start fast. And I know we've talked about it a couple of times this year, um, but it's a theme that I think has to be brought up again because of the opponent LSU's playing this weekend. Florida State, you did not start fast on offense. Mississippi State, you did not start fast on offense. Um, and you kind of dug yourself an early hole. Now you were able to dig out of those holes in the second half with with some better offensive play. Um but you have you, you can't really bank on that, especially when you're going into a road environment uh, against an Auburn defense. It is it's 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 um you know it's not going to be world beaters out there, but they they're consistent, and I think they can um, absolutely you know kind of uh, mess things up for LSU if they're not careful, if they're not uh, focused on handling the ball and not turning it over and um, all that. So I think it's going to be really important for this LSU offense to start fast to establish the run. They, they kind of built on some momentum last weekend against New Mexico where they got really all four backs involved. Um, they, they, you know, they, they went a week there with Noah Kane not having much to do with the offense, but he bounced back and led the team in rushing yards last weekend. I'm sure that's opened up some more opportunities for him this weekend. So um, I'll be very interested to see kind of how they utilize the run game. Um, doesn't sound like weather's going to be a huge factor in this at all anymore. I mean, uh, you know, it sounds like the, this hurricane is moving a little bit further east and uh, we won't, you know, have many of those effects come Saturday. Um, but it's going to be really important for LSU to, uh, to, to, to start this game in the right way offensively, um, get on the board early, um, kind of shut this Auburn crowd down a little bit. Um, that's always important in an SEC game, and I think it's going to be really predicated on the runners to, to do a really nice job here early in this one. But, but what are your thoughts offensively for LSU and some of the keys that you're looking at? 
Yeah, there are three major, major names, really four major names to keep in mind while LSU is uh, on the ball. Uh, LSU has the ball, and none of them play for LSU. Um, it's uh, Colby Wooden, Marcus Harris, Ekuliota, and Derek Hall. This is one of the strongest defensive fronts that uh, LSU is going to face all season. Um, so it's going to be really, you know, Emory Jones and Will Campbell have impressed, especially Emory Jones has impressed these past two weeks, but this is by far going to be his biggest test. Uh, no matter who he, uh, uh, no matter which one of the two edge rushers gets uh, assigned to him on any, on any given down, um, it'll be a big test. Derek Hall is an absolute mauler. Uh, Colby Wooden is probably the best athlete that they've had to, uh, that the interior is going to have to have gone against. So the offensive line, you know, they've had some, they, they've looked better. They've looked good. Uh, they looked really good against New Mexico. Um, but now with Dellinger out, whoever takes the place at guard, uh, let me know if you know who, who that'll be, or if you, you have a guess, but they will be tested unlike they have been before, probably since probably since Florida state, because Jared verse was really, really talented. Um, and that, that Florida state front was, was good, but I'd say Auburn's was, is even better as a whole. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Yeah, so you, you mentioned the offensive line. It looks like what they're going to do uh, is move Miles Frazier over to left guard, uh, which opens up uh, Anthony Bradford, uh, Traymond Shorts to play that right guard spot. Um, you know, a couple of veterans that have been battling it out this week uh, in practice. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, extremely important for this offensive line to kind of continue building on some of that momentum that we've seen the last couple of weeks. I mean, this is definitely a step up in competition, um, you know, for, for them from last week, we, we've seen it with Emory Jones and Will Campbell now for two straight weeks. Um, but, you know, they're going to be on their fourth different O-line rotation in five weeks and five games. And that's going to be um, something that this O-line is going to have to overcome. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm really, really looking at you know this 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 front line and seeing just okay are they communicating well um are they eliminating those kind of shoot yourself penalties um you know that that was a big problem for them uh, at times this year has been kind of the the penalties as, they, as they've been implementing a lot of different pieces into this rotation so um you know if you can avoid the penalties um avoid putting yourself in second and long third and long uh situations um continuing to move the sticks. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a good day if you're LSU. So um, I'm, I'm definitely looking at them, um, you know, offensively as well in the passing game, you know, we've seen Jaden make immense strides in the last couple of weeks uh, mm -hmm. in terms of his decision-making in terms of his uh, accuracy. Um, he's not really looking to run as much, at least uh, what we saw last week against New Mexico. You could tell there was a, conscious decision for him to always be looking downfield and to hitting his receivers and you saw him get 
nine different guys involved in those two quarters and change that he played in last week. He threw the ball to nine different receivers for catches. Uh, they were consistently moving the sticks. They were finding, uh, you know, getting in scoring range, scoring touchdowns, getting field goals. Um, and and I think that was the version of Jaden Daniels last week that LSU hopes can carry over into this season. And, and that is being able to use his legs as kind of a last resort. Um, and in that last resort, being able to make some of those plays with his legs uh, is going to be really, really important for him. But I know you've been a big on Jaden Daniels from the start. Um, just looking at his development over the last couple of weeks, what, what has been the big thing that stood out to you? Yeah, um, I am very pleased with what I've seen. I, I, I was been on the Jaden Daniels train. I always thought he brought a lot to this offense, and he has definitely shown what I thought he could bring. Uh, but it's still in the the early stages, you know. He's still getting used. It's we're getting to the point of the season where we're about to know really have a good idea of what Jaden Daniels we're gonna get. You can only change so much in one season. Uh, and while there is a lot to change and a lot can be changed as opposed to normal seasons, we're kind of getting into the flow of things. He's been playing a lot. Um, but yeah, the, right now I think we have we did see the best Jane Daniels that we have seen yet uh and I'd say each game he's gotten better um so that is you know looking at to if he keeps getting a little bit better every game great uh the big thing I want to focus on right now because he is keeping his eyes down the field he is throwing better the one thing that could come to bite LSU in the behind uh, in the, in these next couple of days, uh, next couple of games is the fact that he still does have a little bit of an issue to where a lot of his sacks, I would almost ap- like account to him as the reason that he got sacked in terms of running around a little bit too long or a little, he kind of runs into runs into sacks sometimes. So maybe just a little bit better, uh, pocket ability uh is what i would say Jaden could could work on now in uh not getting sacked as much because the the protection's been there but lsu has jane's been sacked kind of a surprising amount of times i yeah. think yeah no i think then i think a lot of that has to do with just the balance of him trying to find uh when he wants to run and when he wants to step back and pass and i think that it's just a natural thing that he's got to develop this year. The pocket presence has to be a little bit better. Um, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm also going to be looking from a receiver perspective. You know, they spent so much time in the week last week, you know, talking up Jack Bash and getting him back involved uh, with this offense in a very big way. Um, you still got Malik Neighbors. Uh, you got Brian Thomas, Jerry Jenkins making plays, you know, on a, on a game-by-game basis. Um, but they still haven't gotten that big – kind of Kayshawn Booty performance yet that I think they've been really looking for. And um, I'm going to be very interested, you know, Kayshawn having kind of a week off there, uh, how he comes back, how he looks, how they incorporate him into this offense. Um, and, and and I just I, – I think he's the X factor. I mean, we, we talked all season or all off season about, you know, potentially Malik Neighbors being the X factor. Is it Jaden Daniels? Is it Jack Besh? But – I think the more and more time that goes by, if LSU can get any kind of remnants of the Kayshawn Booty that was there last year, that was there towards the end of his freshman season, um, this offense can just really take off and I think really, really be something special. Um, And they just have to figure out a way to get him more involved. 
Yeah, and people uh, have not really talked enough about the the one thing that we've see, we see happen in sports again and again is that now Kayshawn Booty is playing with dad strength, and that's a real thing. That's a real thing. Alex Bregman gave uh, not he didn't give birth. Uh, his his wife gave birth to a child recently, and then he's now and ever since then he's become an MVP candidate this season. Like it happens. Uh, Kayshawn playing with dad strength is a real thing. Watch out! He's going to be playing. Yeah, he has more, he has more on his plate now. He really like it's it's legit. Yeah. It's become more real. Um, it's something that does happen. Uh, uh, Mississippi. I was reading during the Mississippi State week. Their running back Dylan Johnson gave birth in the off season again. Had a child in the off season, <laughs> um, and it changed his mindset like from the get go about okay, well, now I have to dig in and I really have to do it. So it'll be interesting to see, do we see a more focused Kayshawn? It's crazy to think that he might be more focused now after uh, his kid was born uh, just because, you know, it's such a distraction, but it really does seem to kind of like dial in these athletes. Um, So it is something that that we could see. Maybe it happens the opposite way and it gets even worse, but uh, I'll be, (laughs) which, you know, could be very bad, but I don't think that'll happen. It'll be, I, I do really, it's a, I'm joking about the dad's rank thing, but it kind of does seem to have like a, a little bit of a pattern. So it'll be interesting to see how Kayshawn responds. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, you know, before we get into some other games, we'll talk quickly about a few other games around the SEC, but um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly give our predictions on this one. Um, you know, I, I guess I'll start. I think, you know, it's really going to be a, a lower scoring game. That's just kind of the feel that I get um, in, in how you know, LSU is going to be preparing for this one. Um, I think you can really bank on your defense. Um, but I think, you know, offensively, it's still kind of a show me kind of deal, especially against some of these upper echelon teams. You know, um, they they've just haven't been as consistent throughout four quarters as we would have liked in either of those two games that were pretty close. Uh, against Mississippi State and Florida State. Um, you really found something at the end of that Mississippi State game that I hope or that I think LSU hopes translates uh, into a game like this for more than just a couple quarters. Um, but I still think there's going to be some growing pains here. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the O-line struggles a bit, you know, with some continuity in terms of them implementing another, you know, one or two guys back into the rotation. And um, I, I still think LSU walks out of this one with the win but I'm definitely kind of in that 23-17 range uh, in, in terms of LSU winning this one. That was kind of my prediction that I wrote uh, for our preview and prediction piece that will be up on Friday. Um, I'm, I'm at LSU 23-17, but what about you, Dylan? Well, the fact that this is my first inclination does worry me, but I will go, I will go with it. Um, I have the final score of 31-10 LSU. Wow. I think it's I think it's going to be domination. I really do. I don't have I don't have much faith in Auburn to do much. Which again, this will come back to bite me. But <laughs> as of right now, I really I really don't see an opportunity or a way that LSU doesn't run away with this one. It it shouldn't be close. Yeah. LSU honestly shouldn't give up a touchdown with this offense. And go check the Auburn board. They agree with me. <laughs> they 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 know where their team's at right now. Um, maybe a special yeah. team touchdown is the way Auburn gets on yeah. the board. Well, this. you know, th- there's been a couple of broken plays. Uh, LSU's 
a defense has been like lights out for like 99.5% of a game, but that 0.5% usually ends in a touchdown for the other team. Uh, so maybe that'll happen again. I just, I just don't trust that it'll be uh, close. And, you know, yeah. maybe the wild part of this game is that LSU scores 80. <laughs> um, Cause that's, I feel like that's more likely than, them Auburn scoring, scoring 30. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really, I, I would be surprised if Auburn scores North of 20 in this one. I, I that's kind of my, my gut feeling on this. Um, but the crazy part is that's 30, 10. That's still, uh, yeah, I'm still cracking the under the under, yeah. I think is 46, I think. Yeah. Yeah. The under is like 45 and a half, 46, something like that. Uh, LSU, I think at the last time I checked was a nine point favorite. They're, they're um, down to eight. They're down, they're to, down eight. to eight. Okay. So they were, they were started the week at seven and then I think it got up to as high as see, nine. See, it, that's a really big spread for yeah. uh, uh, an away That's-y team in an SEC team. game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and you know, Vegas really does know Vegas knows something. Yeah. So if it's a weird number like that, I usually trust Vegas and I'm going to ride with them that LSU is going to blow them out. I, I think it'll be about 20. Okay. All right. Well, we do know that Brian Harson's on the hottest of hot seats. And so you, you never, you never really know with that kind of turmoil around a program, what team will show up. So uh, I think LSU, you know, if they come in and they handle their business, if they show what they've shown the last couple of weeks, they'll be in really good shape this weekend. Um, we oh, well, I, I, yeah, maybe I should give them another field goal. I forgot they're doing the stripe, the stripe game. They're going to try and stripe out the stadium. So that'll be is- interesting to see if the fans are still bought in enough to mm-hmm. care about what color shirt they wear in, in okay. one section. Cool. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see that. I must've missed that, but um, there, there are a couple of uh, other games around the conference that I think are going to be pretty interesting. Uh, you got top 10 Kentucky taking on top 15 Ole Miss. Uh, you've got Alabama taking on Arkansas, uh, Mississippi state and Texas A&M. Um, just a couple of really good games I think you're going to see uh, throughout the course of the afternoon. LSU doesn't kick off until 6. All those other games are going to be morning slash mid-afternoon games. So you'll get a healthy dose of some really good SEC uh, play, uh, I think. Um, Dylan, out of those three games that I just mentioned, is there any one in particular that you think has a chance to be uh, really, really fun? Well, I think Kentucky Ole Miss will probably be the most fun. Um, although I think Kentucky wins that one mightily handily, if I had to guess. Even though, again, it's an Ole Miss seven; they're favored by seven. If I had to pick a team to win that one uh, outright, I think it'd be Kentucky. But the game I'm going to be focused the most on is Alabama Arkansas. Uh, again, this is Ar- Alabama's first test since Texas. Again, they're favored by over two touchdowns it'll be interesting to see if they really do have a problem this year and it'll be interesting to see if Ar- i don't think arkansas is as good as some people thought going into the season um but i do think they're better than texas so it'll be interesting to see how alabama fights on the road against a good team again they have another chance now yeah and i think the one thing that you know about a sam Pittman team is that they're gonna they're going to be fired up for that one, especially a home game hosting a top, you know, three, two team in the country in Alabama. Um, that's going to be a fun one. That's the one that I was kind of penciling in is, 
as one that I think could be a really fun one. K.J. Jefferson, I think, is a really fun quarterback to watch, even though he's maybe not always as consistent as you'd like. I think he has a lot of talent um, and is going to be a lot of fun to watch uh, on Saturday. Um, you know, I, I do think it's going to be probably Bama that ends up winning that game, but I think Arkansas gives them a good run for their money. Um, you know, uh, I think that's pretty much all we had um, to cover this for this one. Um yeah, you know, I, I I think you know A and M Mississippi State could be a, a low key really fun game as well. Um, you know how, you know how Texas A and M's offense could keep up with Mississippi State potentially, or is this going to be a game where A and M's offense or defense is able to shut down Mississippi State? Um, I think that'll be a very fun one to watch as well. Um, but you know I think you know it's going to be another really good weekend of football. Um, obviously from LSU's perspective, if you can get out of there with a win and, and kind of head into that Tennessee week next week, um, you know, potentially hosting a top 10 team. Um, the, the, the vibes are going to be immaculate next weekend in Baton Rouge. If all that plays out, the way even it, though it is a morning game, that's true. It, yeah. Again, I don't think it's as big of a deal as people have been made. We'll talk about it more next week. Yeah, I yeah, do think it sucks. I do think it sucks from a recruiting standpoint, and I think that's the yeah. biggest thing. From in terms of winning the game, I don't think it has as big of an issue as people, as big of an impact as people think it is. No, I, I agree, and we'll we'll get into more of that next week. But uh, until then, folks, um, you know, make sure you're tuning into the game. We'll certainly have our reactions. Uh, to the game posted as soon as we can afterwards. Uh, might be a little bit trickier with me being in Auburn. We'll, we'll figure out a way to get some some reactions after the game, though, up uh, as quickly as possible. Uh, but until then, uh, I'm Glenn West. He's Dylan Sanders, and we'll catch you guys next time. And everybody, stay safe. With, yes. Uh, yeah, stay safe from the hurricane. Yes, yes. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.